the DH. I really like Brent Laurie, and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. <laughs> all glory to the shoulder coach. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Resting Pitch Face, episode 45. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Catch us, as always, in case you've forgotten. Uh, our web, our Twitter is Resting Pitch Face with no G. Our website is restingpitchface.com. From there, there's links to our email, restingpitchface at gmail.com, as well as some other fun facts about us and our merch store, if you are so inclined. I say, of course, if you were, if you've forgotten, because it's been, I think this might be our longest uh, break ever. Um, and we're sorry about that, but we're back now. So, and to be fair, the stove <laughs> has been relatively cold. It has, it has. I mean, I think had there been some major explosion, we would have been uh, right back at it, but. I yeah, mean, I mean, the Nats, the Nats have probably done the most of anybody, frankly. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. The Dodgers are, like, making some money moves. But, I, I mean, it was a short World Series. Like, the World Series came early this year, much like Rosh Hashanah, and <laughs> it was short. Um, and it just feels like it's been 10 years since there's been a baseball game. It does feel like that. It really does. I mean, that was a quick expected outcome for the World Series, and it's... It was, I mean, it wasn't even all that interesting. It was I mean, not. It was. But it, it was, but it was just kind of like exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. So cool. Let's keep going. Um, it was fun. I know I'm usually afraid of Red Sox fans, but it was fun being surrounded by happy, not super obnoxious World Series Red Sox fans. Maybe it was just the pocket of them I was in, but it, it felt mostly like the joyful, non-obnoxious subset. So it was actually... Pretty fun. <laughs> That's always positive. Yeah, um, well, you know, Boston sports fans gonna Boston sports fan. Mm -hmm. But I was in a nice little cocoon. No, and nobody set the city on fire, so that's always a, a plus. Yes. So, but other than that, I mean, I think the only thing we would have really had to come back for is the thing that we lost, which was um, Juan Soto didn't win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Sad, sad face. Yeah. I, yeah, Acuna, Acuna did. Yeah, I was more annoyed than sad. But <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I can't, I can't be that annoyed because it's not like Acuna didn't deserve it. You know, no, he totally deserved it. But yeah. I am biased towards one of them, yes. and the one I'm biased toward didn't get it. But what was it? You said you were saying that he'll always be the rookie of the year of our hearts. He will always be our tiny young son. <laughs> um, and as the proud, proud owner of two tiny kittens now, uh, <laughs> one of whom is named Rocky. I feel the same way about Juan Soto as I do about Rocky. Why didn't you rename him Juan Soto? Mm, his name is Rockefeller. It's a good name. Rockefeller. Rockefeller P. Bergmanderson. So, <laughs> look, I've had to use his government name. It, right? What does the P stand for? Her. Obviously. Just checking. You know, it sounds like you named him like a racehorse. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's on a database somewhere and you can't duplicate a name. Is that not true? <laughs> what was That's watching? equity, too. We always used to decide what our middle initials were going to be when we thought we were going to be big shot actors someday. As opposed to the middle initials you already had? Well, yeah, sort of which ones. I've also got too many middle names. So at one point when I thought I was going to be an actor, I was going to drop my real last name. 
and use my mom's maiden name as my last name, which is one of my middle names anyway, and then just use my middle initial, my first middle initial as my only middle initial. It is it a strategy. Very convoluted. So <laughs> I would change another? my name entirely if I were going to be a famous actor, like Godzilla, Godzilla Rockefeller all the way. <laughs> What's the other kid's name? Godzilla. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. My mom threatened <laughs> to name me that uh, uh, when her mom was like, "Hey, if you're not changing your own last name, you know what will you name the children?" And my mom goes, "Godzilla Rockefeller." So they have every advantage, <laughs> <laughs> and, and thus the two kittens named Godzilla and Rockefeller. I love that exponentially yeah. more now. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, you named your cat Rocky." I'm like, "No, you have to understand." <laughs> um, but you know, like I said, I feel I feel towards Juan Soto like I feel towards Rocky. He is my tiny young son. Sadly, um, I only get to meet one of those two tiny young sons for New Year's, but I'm pretty damn excited to meet <laughs> Rocky. So I'll survive another day without meeting Juan Soto. There'll there'll be plenty of opportunities for that. I hope so. But Rocky will only be tiny for so long, whereas that Juan Soto will true. forever be tiny. That is also true. Juan Soto <laughs> forever forever very small. <laughs> We will come back to, we're going to come back to, you know, our, our super crowded outfield and whether or not there's a certain Schmeister-Marper who's going to be in it or not. But I think we also wanted to talk about uh, the fact that the, the Nationals have been making some moves in the offseason. The moves we have made as opposed to the moves that haven't yet been made, shall we say. By us or anybody. By us or anybody, but um, we doubled down on our pitching. We sent we needed to. Tanner Roark <laughs> yes, away. We did for another Tanner R. Um, the in- also inferior Tanner R, who pitcher. may or may not be any more than a minor league pitcher. Yeah, but we will miss you, Tanner. We already miss you, Tanner. Yeah, you and did your. Did you know fit- he played football? I didn't know that. That Just is not like a fact that came up. A whole Just one more time with feeling. Did anybody know Tanner <laughs> Rourke played football? I just realized a whole, in high school, a whole new group of fans is going to get to learn that fact for the first time. They don't know, oh my God. but they will. <laughs> well, do you think that that anyone but FP will mention it? <laughs> you never know. Maybe not as frequently as FP, but I, it might come up. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the first time he loops vaguely towards first base, I feel like someone's going to call him athletic. <laughs> <laughs> for, to be fair, for a pitcher. He Any kind of position very well, okay? <laughs> Tanner Ark for gold glove. <laughs> was, wasn't he actually a, um, up there at one point? Yeah, I was serious. No, no, I'm not. I'm not making a joke. I think he actually was. I don't think he ever won it. No, he never won it, but I feel like he was, like, a close. Well, of the Nationals' starting pitching staff... Mm-hmm. He was he was the most athletic-like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word athletic specifically, because I think Max would probably fight you. Yeah. Max um, only moves off the, off the mound to murder someone or look like he's going to murder someone. Well, yeah. But that, it's a little more specific than just athletic. It would be an athletic murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you wearing leg murder. warmers? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, I'm in another Tweetball game. I'm catching. So Tweetball is a Twitter bot where if you follow it, you'll get put into fake live-tweeted baseball games. Um, and so far, I have been dismal as a pitcher, but kind of okay as a hitter. And now I'm catching. 
So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Today I am batting eighth and catching for the Waterford Frogs. Are the names also of the teams also generated by a bot? Yes. Because to me, that sounds honestly more interesting. <laughs> you know, yeah, my opponent is the Tegerfeld and Cougars. Okay. That could just be a minor league a minor league team. They yeah. all could be, but I like it. That's I want Tweetball. The, the if you're Frank interested, aesthetic. it's a fun follow. And I am catching. So Nat's catching. Well, it goes hand in hand with the, the pitching to a certain extent. Because we've fundamentally changed our whole battery. Um, the most obvious one, we got Anibal Sanchez. And... Um, Apparently, he at when he also got came back to me, Kurt Suzuki, and apparently they are um, battery bonded in the way that Suzuki used to be battery bonded to Geo, mm-hmm. and I both enjoy that and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out with the. I, I like that you say them. that like they have matching tattoos. Um, do we know for a fact that they don't? That they used to <laughs> communicate with each other. And is that cheating? Okay, not soul bonding here. Okay. <laughs> Are we not? <laughs> uh, but a little. But a little. I mean, you should be a little bit bonded with your battery mate, right? Little I hope so. I mean, it's like, you know, drift compatible, twin telepathy, all those things. Yeah. Is telepathy a performance enhancing drug? Only if you're doing it artificially. Mm. Only if you're doing it art. If it's innate, it's not a drug. You know, it's not it's not something that you're taking to an I don't know. I have a very specific feeling about this apparently that I only just discovered. <laughs> no, only if you're doing it art if you're if you're inducing it artificially, if it is just natural ability, then it's just part of who you are. Because then you could call being really good at hitting baseballs a performance enhancing drug and no, it's just a natural ability that you use to your advantage in a baseball game. I agree with you actually. I am really glad based on this conversation, Max Scherzer cannot start fires with his mind. <laughs> Again, do we know for a fact that he can't? We just know that he hasn't where we can see it. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, it it would turn into a Carrie situation. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie didn't light stuff on fire with her mind. Yeah, she did. That's Firestarter. That's a totally different Stephen King property. I I thought she set the gym on fire because they poured pig's blood on her. She didn't. Oh, God, it's been a long time since I actually read that book. So I may have to see the point. I don't know. I never I, read it. I never saw it. I thought she just had um, telekinesis, not um, pyrokinesis. Well, but you can set fires with telekinesis. I, you knock over. Yes. Her, right. So uh, <laughs> she seals off the exits because I'm like, no, I've argued this point with my husband before. She is telekinetic and telepathic and uses it to start fires with her mind. Okay, but that's that's different than starting. Okay, you know what? Maybe this is not an argument for a baseball podcast. <laughs> Pyrokinesis and telekinesis are different. Telekinesis could be used to start a fire in that lighting a match can be used to start a fire. All right, that's I will concede that point. <laughs> Max Scherzer, don't start fires. <laughs> like when we say you're a flamethrower, we do not mean that literally. Please do not. You know what? Set, there are certain people that if you set them on fire, I'd be like, ah, meh, meh. sure, someone will miss them. But again, don't do it on the field where we will all have to then do something about it. Do you get suspended if you start a fire with your mind in baseball? Hmm. Only if they can prove it was you. I mean, if Jose Tabata just somewhere starts on fire, <laughs> like. No, that'll be me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Once your rage reaches a critical point. <laughs> I don't condone murder. I do condone public humiliation for the crime <laughs> of ruining Max's no-hitter. Perfect game. <laughs> but anyway, battery bonding, where did we start? Uh, we started with platooning catchers. Yes, platooning catchers. Uh, Kurt Suzuki. Suzuki. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Kurt Suzuki and uh, Jan Gomez are our two new catchers. And that's going to be fun to watch. So just because I think a lot of people maybe remember Kurt Suzuki from before he had his sort of late career renaissance, uh, he has transformed himself into a, a pretty good hitting catcher. So uh, in four, four catchers who have more than 100 games played in 2018, he is fifth in OPS plus, which is pretty good. Uh, and the people four before him are JT Real Muto, Wilson Ramos, Saravelli, and Yasmani Grandal. Uh, Real Muto, who everyone wants to buy, Ramos, who the Buffalo signed with the Mets, <laughs> um, and Grandal, who is definitely, definitely like Real Muto, some trade trade bait at this I need, point. I need to bring something up that maybe we don't want to talk about for a very long time, but. I'm so scared for Wilson made of glass Ramos being on the Mets. Are they going to be able to take care of his Fabergé hamstrings? No. He's already held together with spit and paper clips. Could he maybe sneak into the Yankees medical (laughs) wing and just be like, look. I got lost. This is a humanitarian effort. (laughs) For religious reasons, I can only get my medical care in the Bronx. (laughs) I don't know what religious reasons. Maybe he's Jewish and he has to go to... What's in the Bronx? Is it Mount Sinai? I don't know. Uh, I, I Let's just claim that he belongs to a specific religious sect whose only active devotion is being treated by the Yankees medical staff when or, in New York. Or he just has... A, he just can't, it can't... It's not the Mets. That's the religious sect is not the Mets. Anybody else, but not the Mets. But he signed with the Mets. I feel like that's flawed. But he... He didn't... He didn't sign with the Mets medical staff? Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like you are signing with the Mets medical staff. Like, this is not like he didn't know what he was getting himself into. They did throw a lot of money at him, so hopefully that can pay for some maybe private medical coverage. I know the Mets have new management, so perhaps that will change things. Let's Didn't talk. we say that a couple years ago, and then the injuries got worse? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little weird when they changed actual doctors out for, like, druids. Um, <laughs> and then they reenacted, like, the, but I'm already bleeding scene from Saturday Night Live. Theodoric of York, thank you, medieval barber. Um, it's an amazing, amazing uh, sketch if you've never seen it. And it's like, a hundred years ago, we would have thought that you had had a small toad in your stomach. But now we know it's an imbalance of bodily humors. Is this where you get your medical outlook, Sid? Yes. Is this where it all comes from? Because I feel like that explains a lot. Yes, absolutely. I was just like, oh, yeah, medieval barber. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, Wilson's Ramos's hamstrings might be haunted. Everything is haunted with you. It's always haunted. How many exorcisms do we have to do? At least one more. We've got the two legs. So I don't know if it's like a group deal. I mm. Maybe we can get a two for one. Yeah, like a group on for save Wilson Ramos's hamstrings. Yeah. Well, 
anyway, we we got good catcher. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like Jan Gomez is uh, any kind of a slouch here. Like, because if Kurt Suzuki's five, I think he was like seven on that list. He's eight, yeah. Eight, yeah, so um, like... After Buster Posey and Yadier Molina. So like, and he's actually tied with uh, Molina. Um, so pretty good. All things considered, this is a, a, a dare I now dare I say the the best catching that we've had in a while. I mean, we did have Pudge. We did. We had Pudge though, but we had Pudge like at the I know nine years ago at, at the <laughs> end of his his yeah. long and storied career. Well, he was still great, but it's just like it's been a long time. I mean, yeah. it, the only time I can think of when I I, I started uh, a season feeling this good about our catching as a whole was that one year for five entire minutes when we had Wilson Ramos at the top of his game and Kurt Suzuki actually at the top of his game for that particular era. And they both started and we were literally swapping them every single day. And then Wilson Ramos broke. Yeah. So, yeah. So yes. <laughs> but like that was the last time I remember feeling like this good about yeah. our catching staff. And, and I will say, like, there's, in terms of OPS Plus, there's a big drop-off between Yasmani Grandal and Kurt Suzuki from, like, 121 to, to 108. But at the same time, like, I, I feel the Nats looked at it and said, well, if we if we smush Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes together, <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Um, because most of these places, most teams that have the really, really, really good catcher don't have a really, really, really good backup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather have two pretty good catchers then one really good one and then uh one kind of lousy backup yeah we have had a history of oh your your everything is broken (laughs) (laughs) yeah and as much as we have loved and cherished some of our lousy backups it's nice to have catchers who can hit Yes, hopefully Kurt Suzuki is, is going to maintain that and Jan Grimms is going to maintain that. So, um, Have we talked about Patrick Corbin yet? Not, not. at all. Which so, that was the big shocker. So. Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't know who he was before we signed him. But apparently, he was in the All-Star game last year. And I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, but... The All-Star Game last year was pretty boring, let's be honest. The important thing was the home run derby, and after that, the whole rest of it was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> it was anticlimactic, and then it was like, oh, and then it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, other than Max's inning, let's be real, I didn't really watch the All-Star Game. But Jeremy Corbin was in it. Jeremy? <laughs> no. Patrick. Patrick. Jesus. I want him to be Jeremy Hellickson. I'm not sure why. He is much cuter than Jeremy Hellickson, by the way. Um, we have made an upgrade in pitcher attractiveness from Jeremy Hellickson to Patrick Corbin. Um, not to mention, we have Corbin for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, $140 million contract. And so it's good that he's cute because we're going to be looking at him for a while. He like. I don't actually remember what his face looks like. I've only actually seen his face like three times. I mean, as a white usual, guy. he's a white guy. As usual, you can't trust the Google headshots that come up first because mm-hmm. I don't know why, but to, to use a line we've used before, it is a truth universally acknowledged that no player headshot is ever either good or accurate for what a player actually looks like. Um, Danny Espinosa with the handlebar mustache. <laughs> that is accurate to what his soul looks like. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but there's an yeah, I think Corbin's pretty cool. cute. 
I just I think it's kind of amazing that this kind of this came out of almost nowhere in terms yeah. of like, this was the guy to get and we just swooped in and got him for like in baseball terms a pretty good steal six years for 140 like even with this depressed free agent market like that's pretty good yeah that's not bad I mean he had his career best ERA last year 315 33 starts 11 and 7 not that pitcher wins mean anything um 246 strikeouts which is nothing to sneeze at interesting little stat he had the lowest percentage of pitches in the strike zone of all major league pitchers interesting but he was effective so yeah his stuff must i mean i'm extrapolating i haven't watched him so please any listeners who are familiar with corbin's stuff please let me know if this isn't true but what i would assume from that is that his stuff is just really deceptive yeah i'd say it's either going to be deceptive yeah, he's a deceptive pitcher or he's an effectively wild pitcher where it's worked out to be the exact same thing. So I hope I hope it's more on the deceptive side because that implies a little bit more control, but Yeah. Either way, whatever he's doing is working. So And frankly, if yeah. he were wild, his all-star game inning probably would have been more memorable and I might have remembered who he was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's this is a good four for our our starting rotation. And I guess it just means that now it's it's who's gonna do better in out of spring training, uh baby Joe or Fetty, unless we're going to like really swing for the fences and go out and grab somebody else before the, before the season's the off season's over, which we've done before. So, um, but I know there was some talk when granted this is old now. <laughs> um, sorry again for the break guys. Um, but like that Gomes and could be possibly incentive for um, what's his face from Cleveland. Uh, Corey Kluber. Thank you. I started saying the sentence knowing his name, and then it just went right Don't away. Don't we hate him, though? Does, isn't he awful? No, no, no. no. Trevor Bauer. Trevor That's Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Thank Corey you. Corey Cooper, as far as I know, is fine. I have yeah. heard nothing to indicate otherwise. That's I don't know what it is about those two names that sound similar to me. I know they both end in er, but it's something about the cadence of them, the way you pronounce them. Corey Bauer. I mean, it's the same number of syllables. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it harkens back to when our bullpen was all... Single syllable first name, two syllable last name ending in in. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Craig Stammen. <laughs> By the way, I, I was reading Dalton? something about Patrick Corbin being super attractive, and I was like, uh, I have seen Craig Stammen, sir, and you are no Craig Stammen. <laughs> you look fine. Yeah, I don't think he's super attractive. You know, I wouldn't put him anywhere near the top of the list with Desi and. Desi. Who was it that? <laughs> well, yeah, Who was it that won that survey? Um, <laughs> Nolan Arenado or no, 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 Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> no, no, I'm not forgetting Kevin Kiermaier. Jesus, no, the one that we were making fun of because why oh, did he pause? Uh, oh, Chris Heisey. Chris Heisey. Thank you. He didn't win. Well, he's no Chris Heisey. Should we explain? No, we've explained before. Okay. If you want to know that joke, you need to do the required listening. <laughs> this will be on the test. Right. Um, is it weird that only people with the username Chris Heisey's mom took the survey? Chris Heisey's um, mom one, Chris Heisey's mom two. But I mean, I would also say even within our, our pitching staff, uh, the bar has already, like our current pitching staff, the bar is already higher because of dimples, you know. He yeah, I mean, that's beard. assuming Baby Joe makes the rotation out of spring yeah. training. I think the average is far lower without him. No offense to the others. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, our honey-bearded elf there um, <laughs> is 
He's got a face. Yeah, I mean, and I love Max, but in terms of conventionally attractive, eh, he's a very handsome husky dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought Tanner was very handsome. Gio was obviously very, very handsome. So the conventionally attractive contingent has has now all gone by the wayside, I think. Yeah, Other but the, the weirdo-looking white guy contingent going strong. <laughs> well, that's baseball. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pitchers, actually. <laughs> right, that is definitely starting pitchers in particular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I would say that relief pitchers like are, are some weirdo-looking dudes. There are some very weird-looking relief pitchers. They're just an odd species. Like, honestly, I feel like that's a that's a, something that, like, Black Mirror should really delve into. Like, what if, they... really, what if relief pitchers, but too much? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, maybe it's something, like, so many of their genes are focused towards doing really unusual things with their bodies to be relief pitchers, that none of it goes into their face. That is exactly how biology I works. I know. No, I, to- I totally, that's how biology works. <laughs> you see, because of the bodily humors that go to your face so that exactly. you can throw like a really good exactly. couple of secondary pitches, I, it just, it drains the handsome. It's actually <laughs> the toad in your shoulder. Look, um. we, we don't want to speak ill of shoulder toads before this. <laughs> <laughs> shoulder toads could die at any time. All glory to the shoulder toad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all glory, too, we also resigned Matt Adams, so at least oh, yes. one person is happy, and that person is Jen Rubenstein. Uh, my my show note is, I believe, uh, tongue emoji, arm emoji, sweats. That is your show note. <laughs> we, of course, are happy that he's going to be hitting the baseball. Mm-hmm. And that there's somebody who can be there when Ryan Zimmerman cannot traffic cone. It's nice to have a backup traffic cone. Yeah. But oh, and Howie are. Kendrick should be back. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I felt like we we should, you know, we that. forgot about him. Like it was like, oh, I, I was. We were at the game where I was. I was at the game where he broke his Achilles. leg, Achilles, and then it was just kind of like he fell off the radar completely. But yeah, he should be back and fully healed. But I think he was rehabbing, sort of offsite. Yeah, it, so. I mean, that's a long injury to, to rehab from, but he should be back. And he did not fall off my radar because I've had several discussions over why we do not need to get a second baseman in free agent market because we have two perfectly good second basemen right now. But I've been think Howie Kendrick has been living in my heart this whole time. Who's the other one? Tifo? I think Tifo's going to be a perfectly fine second baseman and a perfectly fine backup second baseman to Howie. Yeah, he's a perfectly fine backup second baseman. I, I would like to hit, have him hit a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as Howie's rehab is going as expected, I feel very comfortable with him starting and Defoe backing him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Especially. would say if there's any reason to be concerned about his rehab, I wouldn't mind seeing some additional second base insurance. Um, but I haven't heard anything, you know, to indicate that there's anything going wrong in terms of his rehab. I mean, the yeah. injury was in May. So he's had, he'll have had. So yeah, plenty year. of time. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how long the Achilles specifically. I just know that tendons tend to have longer rehabs because they are important. <laughs> but... yeah. Shoulder we, we like tendons. They help uh, us move. Yeah, well, and, and regardless of if it's Devo or if it's Kendrick at second base, I think we would have upgraded. It, this is addition well, by subtraction in terms of defense at second base. Yes, yes. Um, because, haha, Murphy... You are Colorado's problem now. 
I am Ding so dong, looking for- the witch is dead. I am lo so looking forward to having an entire season of not having to talk about Daniel Murphy. We're going to talk about Daniel Murphy in about 10 minutes. Right. But then we don't actually have to talk about him ever again. We can keep talking about queer fancy sets, but we don't have to talk about him. Well, and, and I think so the nice. question, I think the question of what direction queer fancy stats is going to go in for next season is still an unanswered one. Right. Um, so, but no, I'm, I'm with Kay. I'm, I'm happy to not talk about Murphy after this episode, yeah. at Goodbye. least until and unless he plays us and or does something really significantly newsworthy that demands attention, yeah. which I sincerely hope he doesn't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people are predicting he's going to have a good season in Colorado because he can hit the baseball sometimes. And uh, go far when he, in Colorado. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, I hear when you put, put contact on a ball in Colorado. That being said, having a cutoff man who can't move laterally, enjoy that at Coors Fields. I mean, it, it, it's it's the Rockies. They have lots of problems <laughs> with that field in general. Yeah. I feel like this is like the smallest of them. That's so. true. All right. Well, you know yeah. what? I'm happy that we don't have to talk about Daniel Murphy, and I'm happy that Howie Kendrick will be heading 290 until the Earth is consumed by the sun. So keep on staying strong, Howie. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you, you are again. This is both addition by subtraction and addition by addition. Mm -hmm. Yes, we love Howie. We are excited to have him back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, the other sides of the infield are fine. Um. So, yeah, yeah, I was like, eh, yeah. Um, in terms of coming back and will they or won't they, there's the elephant in the room that we haven't really talked about. You mean the outfield? Yeah, the elephant in the outfield. Thank you. That would have been a much cleverer way to put that. Yeah, I don't know. Bryce is going to do something dramatic and Brycey because of who he is as a person. Yeah, I mean, I still think I said this six months ago and I'll say it again. Anybody who thinks they know what he's going to do is selling something. I think that's Scott Boris, and he's literally selling something. Yeah. <laughs> but I just really think, I I don't know where he's going to go. You don't know where he's going to go. Nobody knows where he's going to go until he does it. Have we thought about GPS chipping him and just seeing where, where he ends up? <laughs> or where he keeps going. Like, yeah. it, it, once, once he ends up there, then we'll know. But if we track his movements, we'll see what places he goes to more frequently. And then obviously that's where the crime happened. I mean, he is going right? to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that he's not coming back here. I think it's most likely that he's not. Yeah. Um, um, I won't say he's not coming back for sure until he's signed a contract to somebody else. Sure. But I agree with you. I think it's highly likely that he's going somewhere else. I just don't think we know where that is. Yeah. I think there's probably a couple front runners, but who knows? He could pull some wizardry and wind up in Seattle or space. I don't Maybe know. he's always wanted to play with Mike Trout. Maybe. I mean, yeah. The Angels have done a lot of other weird things because they got nothing to lose. And they got money, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I and think Matt Harvey. That's right. They have Matt Harvey now. And Otani. Yeah. And Mike Trout. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, um, I think I think Bryce is he has such a flair for the dramatic that though obviously it would make a lot of sense for him to sign with one of the teams that is more obvious. I also don't want to rule out him doing something just because he can. Fair. As long yeah. as the money is good. 
I, do, I don't foresee him ending up in the on the Mariners. Uh, I don't well, foresee him ending up on the Twins. Within reason, Sydney. Yeah, I mean, I think he wants a contender and he wants a big stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my money, because I am obviously spending a lot of money and time thinking about this, I I think it's there's a better and decent chance he's going to the Dodgers because of those exact things. The money is there. The stage is big. They're clearly going to make a play. That's that much. I will say they're they're making a play because they freed up all that payroll. Oh yeah. Um, oh. I would not hate seeing him on the same team as Kershaw. Frankly, I mean it would be interesting, and he would be close to Vegas. And imagine all of the hijinks that he and Kiki Hernandez could get up to. <laughs> that would be a lot of hijinks. Mm-hmm. I am pro those kinds of hijinks. Yeah, I mean, I would I would be fine with it if he went to the Dodgers. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, Puig is obviously a, a more inconsistent hitter than he is. Um, I do feel that the Dodgers sort of, how do I put this? Like, Puig is not as good at baseball as Bryce Harper is. But Puig is better at other things. Okay. Like what? Anything involving his tongue, I would assume. Okay, that's where I thought we were going with this. And I'm like, do you have carnal knowledge of Yasiel Puig? I do not. You would certainly know if I did. I was like, I would get a skywriter. I'm I'm sorry I interrupted. You were going somewhere with that. That wasn't where I took it. No. So it's just mostly that like, so Puig, I feel like in getting rid of Puig, they got rid of a very Bryce-ish kind of player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. I mean, they're about the same age. Puig actually had a better season last year than Bryce, but like, yeah, well, you know, that's that's sort of Brycean inconsistency. I um, had a better first half last year than Bryce did. Yes. So you know, this is just a case of like, I feel like they cleared out a bunch of payroll to get something that the components of which they kind of already had Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so that also i think takes the if he signs with the dodgers sting out of it for me a little bit um i do think that the the reds are probably just gonna flip him for someone else i mean i hope though i hope they do simply because i i wouldn't wish since it i wouldn't wish Puig having to stay in cincinnati yeah don't hide your light under a cincinnati (laughs) exactly like he he deserves better (laughs) It would uh, be fun to have him in our division. I would enjoy seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want him to stay in the NL. Yeah, for sure. And it's a rare player, like ex- excellent player from another team where I'm like, I'd really like to see him stick around. You're like, actually, I would like to banish them to the AL West. <laughs> like, thank God Mike Trout is far away. I sentence <laughs> thee to the Mariners. Yeah, I sentence <laughs> thee to Anaheim. Um, but we want to see him play on, on the semi-regular. You yeah, know? and we just wouldn't. I think that's a totally reasonable instinct and urge to have with somebody like like Puig, you know. Um. So yeah, I, I yeah again, I feel like the the Dodgers have given away about a couple a couple of pieces that if you push them together, like you get kind of a Bryce Harper. So that the fact that they want to take up a bunch of payroll to essentially recreate a bit of what they already had, I'm kind of like, okay, have fun. Yeah, it's their decision. I mean, they're they're entitled to do whatever they want to do. Then again, I we're also fans of a team that got rid of Dusty Baker to free up money to pay Bryce Harper. Right. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. 
so many question marks <laughs> about that. But yeah, so, you know, um, I do think, you know, obviously that was, they, they had no intention of, of doing anything but freeing up payroll, which is why they put Homer Bailey on the curb the minute they got him. Uh, there were a bunch of people who posted the the No Homers Club from The <laughs> Simpsons. Who do the Reds still have? Yes, Restoran? We think. Wasn't he having Tommy John? Well, he did. Was he still a Red after that? I, I think so. Huh. Uh, that you can't cut... Well, he could hit free agency, but I think he's still under contract. Yeah. So I am double checking on that. Same. He is da, 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 da. nope. Wikipedia thinks he's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to see where that. I mean, we might be looking at another free agent camp this year. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Particularly if the signings don't pick up. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not sure that they're they're going to. Although you never. I mean, there's always a flurry of activity at the winter meetings, which are over, and then at the end of, like, the beginning of spring training, the end of the non-baseball season. So could, things could change. Somehow I don't envision us getting uh, Drew Storen back. No. I feel like there Even might be I'm not calling for that, and it costs me a lot to say so. And there's some bad blood there. I don't think we got bad blood. You're singing Taylor Swift now. Yes. Um, I could sing a Taylor Swift song about Drew if you want. It's called Teardrops on My Guitar. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So a long time ago, I posted my Tyler Clipper Spotify playlist on Twitter. And I said points to anyone who can figure out why Teardrops on My Guitar is on my Tyler Clipper Spotify playlist. And it's because it's about being sad about someone named Drew. Okay. (laughs) So if you didn't get that... When I posted it, now you know. Yeah, this is uh, Joey Votto and some other guys. Is who on? Is who's on the Reds? Oh, I forgot about Joey, Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Anthony Rizzo's final form. <laughs> People are like Votto and Puig are gonna have some freaking antics. Which I have to say, like, if if he has to hide his light under a Cincinnati, I feel he and he and Votto will have some antics. That could be very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, everything I know about Joey Votto, even though I hate his stupid Goonie face, is that he's effing hysterical. So, but yeah, they have him. They have uh, Scooter. They have yeah. Billy Hamilton. And no, they didn't. Billy Hamilton just get traded. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. I don't remember to where, but he did. The Royals. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was just looking at the 2018 roster, so it's yeah, possible yeah. that that it's changed. Um. I feel like we had this conversation a year ago of who's on the Reds. It's it was probably who's me. On the Angels. Good I never word. know who's on the Reds because they those are the team equivalents of the state of Delaware. <laughs> you know they exist, but you never really are paying attention to what's happening there. <laughs> okay, so Delaware has the only good rest stop between New York and Washington D.C. <laughs> Delaware, like Cincinnati. Or the Angels, a good place to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If you miss the rest stop in Delaware, like blink and you'll miss the entire state of Delaware. If you miss the rest stop in Delaware, you are in Jersey Turnpike Wasteland for at least four hours. Yeah, I take the train. Yeah, well, I'm getting a ride where I can get a ride, which is why it's taking me <laughs> two days to get to you for New Year's. I'm very, very grateful. Well, so speaking of road trips for the weekend, 
Um, Baseball for All has a new tournament going on this weekend, um, which is going to be in Pittsburgh. Um, And we definitely have some friends who are going to be there from the DC Girls Baseball crew. Um, So we're very excited to hear about how they do. Um, It is a bit of a younger tournament. Um, I believe it's 11 and under. Um, And so some of the older... Yeah, so girls 9 to 11, um, it is the Shirley Berkovich Girls Baseball Series. And I believe some of the older members of the DC Girls Baseball contingent will be coaching, and some of the younger members will be playing. So we're very excited for them. We know that they're going to do an amazing job, and we're excited to hear about how it goes. Yeah. Um, So if anybody's looking for some girls baseball this weekend in Pittsburgh, you heard it here first. Definitely an an easy enough road trip to uh, take if you've got the time. Um, other things to, to check out that are going on in the off season. Um, so Lara and I are continuing to write for short relief, uh, which is a daily feature on baseball prospectus. Um, right now it is currently on a brief hiatus, but by the time, um, the episode goes up, it should be back. Uh, these are pieces published every day of, you know, a couple hundred words, and we have published such things as why Bryce is a Hufflepuff. Uh, that would be Laura's doing. And that would be me. Me being cranky about Trevor Bauer and or people being not great to Juan Soto and or the hundred thousand other things I'm cranky about. And then additionally, if you were in the market for some baseball related fiction and you want to head over to the hardball times um a piece of mine called wins above replacement is running uh it's short it's about a five minute or so read but check it out it's a near future sci-fi baseball thing uh as part of a series of um seven fiction pieces that they're running uh this week and then next week as well um so definitely definitely check those out and uh leave comments and stuff for all of the authors and Sid um, is being modest, but hers is amazing. It really is. I am being modest. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one other thing I would say about Short Relief as well is that it's on hiatus for the holidays, which means that they are um, reposting sort of the best of this year. So if you're new to Short Relief and you're curious what it's all about, now is actually a really good time to go and check it out. Um because you'll be able to get a good taste of the different sorts of things that get posted every day. Um, and it's been really fun to remember the different things that were posted this year by a pretty broad variety of people with a pretty broad variety of topics. It's a fun little column to be a part of. Yeah. So definitely uh, if you're not getting the baseball prospectus newsletter for sure, check that out. Um, And then the stuff for the hardball times tends to come out. uh, I think Fangraphs has a daily newsletter as well. So um, they they will even deliver it right to your email. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff we also make sure to link on our, on our Twitter too so yeah you can't find it that way you can always find it through us yes if you follow me on twitter you have seen this uh fiction piece approximately four thousand times (laughs) which reminds me i need to go i need to go retweet it from the podcast account another 2500 click on it click on it okay i'm done um so going back to queer fancy stats for just a moment as Mm -hmm. we mentioned daniel murphy is no longer a washington national um, but he is, in fact, a Colorado Rocky. And so um, Jen over on Queer Fancy Stats has posted um, and retweeted 
some information about people in Colorado who are doing similar projects to Queer Fancy Stats and has recommended a few charities. Um, a handful of different people have said that they're going to start doing donations. Um, and it seems like the most popular place thus far is the GLBT Community Center of Colorado, which is a resource center in Denver um, that provides a variety of different types of community supports. Um, so if anyone is interested in continuing to donate in Murphy's name or in Murphy's stats, head on over to Queer Fancy Stats for some more information. You can always use the spreadsheet. Jen, as always, has made it public. If you want to start your own Colorado-focused version of Queer Fancy Stats, we would certainly encourage you to do so. And we'll keep providing updates when and as they are relevant. Because as we said, you know, he might not be our problem anymore, but he's still a problem. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we might not want to talk about him anymore, but we can talk about the good things that resulted from his not goodness. Yeah. And I, as, as we put that to bed a little bit, I want to reiterate just how grateful I am to Jen and to everybody who participated in the Queer Fancy Stats donations over the years. Um, it really made it tenable for me to have him. And I know a number of other people felt that way. And the fact that Jen kept this going and made it such a broad initiative and helped so many different amazing causes was really incredible to watch. And I feel very honored to have been a part of it. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's awesome to that that was sort of the the enduring legacy of him playing for us was that, that it brought, I think, the community a lot closer together. Um, that if we have to find a silver lining there, that's the silver lining. Um, the other lining is that if you are looking for a great place to donate to, regardless of Daniel Murphy's playing, uh, the Sexual Minority Youth Assistance League, SMILE, I think I've I never known what right. the acronym stood for. I think um, that's right. It's yeah. close if it's not. It's it's close if it's not. Um, the Dolan Doolittles are actually uh, actively promoting donating to it as part of end of year donations. So it's a great organization. They do great work with LGBTQ plus youth. Um, so if you're looking to to give somewhere um, and would like it to be tangentially related to nationals, there you have it. Yes. And I think with that, uh, we're going to sign off for the year because this is going to be our last one of 2018. I can't promise you we're coming back in two weeks on our normal schedule, but hopefully we will not be taking another two-month hiatus unexpectedly. Um, check us out. We'll keep you updated on when we're going to be recording in the future on our Twitter, Resting Pitch Face with No G. Uh, all of our episodes, if you want to go through the past couple years are on our website, restingpitchface.com. Um, links there to short relief stuff, bios, our merch store if you ever want to rep some of our merch. Um, and you can always contact us at restingpitchface at gmail.com. For 2018, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. Not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confused that is at the plate There's a C for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the aid Besides there's no other team Uses chocolates as to celebrate